Welcome once again to the podcast you've come to know and love, Sweeping the Country. I'm Derek Walker, your host today. Of course, my co-host, Mr. Jimmy Carter, fresh off of a trip. Uh, to, where'd you go to Tampa for spring no, break? No, I'm not fresh <laughs> at all. I mean, I just traveled 2,000 miles, and I didn't realize I was really putting together something that was that long. Yeah, The no first kidding. part of it was okay. Uh, some of the interstates, I guess they've got some money from somebody. And they're and they're thank God rebuilding, adding another lane, repairing the bridges. Sure, yeah. like for example, Interstate 12 between Hammond, Louisiana, and uh, well, actually, uh, Slidell, Louisiana, and Baton Rouge mm-hmm. is just a hell trip mm. because you've still got this is one of the busiest highways in America. Yeah, between uh, between Los Angeles Interstate 10 and Jacksonville, Florida, and it goes through El Paso, San Antonio, Houston, and then it goes on to Jacksonville trucks of every kind yeah, are taking yeah. goods and services across the country and they tear those roads up so louisiana is rebuilding them but in the process you've got to still be on them yeah and right, it right. was difficult yeah and and one thing that i've seen a lot of since we last talked are accidents involving 18 wheelers mm, interesting uh, i get somehow these are all showing up on on feeds that i've got had a deadly one on the Kentucky Tennessee border mm-hmm. this week. I don't know if this guy died or not uh, on Interstate 59 near Tuscaloosa. They it was such a bad wreck. They had to fly one helicopter in to bring blood for the guy Oof. and they had to bring a surgical Oof. team from the University of Alabama Birmingham had to fly them in because they thought they were going to have to cut him out. I don't know if they did or not. Man. But these 18 wheelers I I was out there. I felt like they were pushing me because mm-hmm. they're all in a hurry. They're all exceeding the speed limit. Sure. There's so many of them and uh, it's amazing. And then that one wreck that I saw, I was going in an opposite direction. Traffic was backed up for over 12, I think maybe 14 hours. And some people were out there on the interstate for six or seven or eight hours. Mm. The traffic was actually backed up 10 miles. It reminds me of that Highway 95 where everybody was jammed. I don't remember what it was. Was it a snowstorm? Yeah, there's been a couple of times that's happened in Kentucky, happened Mm -hmm. near Washington, D.C. most recently on Interstate 95. It's just that, you know, everything we have in this country is brought to us with a truck. Right, right, Uh, right. You you know, there's some things that come on the air and there's some things that come in the train. But at the end of the day, it's the 18-wheeler trucks. And I think that, there might be people that are barely qualified out there. I think the feds keep a pretty well, good, you know, check on some of that stuff too, but it just gets, you know, they're inexperienced in some ways, maybe minimally experienced Yeah, and they're losing, you know, and also cars are cutting them off. Have you noticed uh, oh, out West, yeah. at least in the South, people are driving faster than I've ever seen them drive. Before. I'll, I'll agree with that a hundred percent. And and I'll add something to that just in my own you know, li- listening to you last week talk about, I'm not flying, I'm going to drive. But how many people have done that and then got on the road? So are there, I would love to see what AAA had to say about, are there more cars on the road, period, because people aren't there flying. There just seem to be know? more vehicles on the road. Maybe. I mean, again, I I went from, uh, from Nashville, Birmingham, Mobile, through New Orleans, yeah. on to Houston, mm-hmm. from Houston to Austin, Austin to Birmingham. How many miles and, uh, did you do? How many? 2,000. It was oh right at 2,000 miles. You could have gone to and New York. There were a lot of, <laughs> there's just a lot of people. It's spring break. And yeah, so I would expect there to be some traffic and everything. Jimmy, but, we got to answer uh, the question. Just, I think people are speeding and they've got short tempers. Yeah, there's that. Thing. No doubt about it. I have to ask you something very important. You said spring break. 
Uh, and people are dying to know. I know right now they're thinking, "What did Jimmy go topless or not during spring no, break?" Okay. I didn't. I did wear a hat. I was actually oh, topped. Topped. I wore my cowboy hat at rodeo <laughs> Houston. And you look good. I pulled you look... out my resist all and wore it. <laughs> you look and good. And enjoy doing that. It. I wish you had to do it every day. You should I could wear, wear that. A cowboy hat every you, day. You should wear that. That is a great look for you. I don't know if you. I mean, I, I don't know why. I think it is Some, too. It's yeah. unfortunate that it's not anywhere I am where you can wear it particularly, yep. but yeah, yeah. in Texas you can. And Boy. The Rodeo Houston is at the NRG Stadium, mm-hmm. and they do it for 20 days. And every day, wow. it's in excess of 60,000 people, wow. usually more than 70,000 when the weather's good. And the weather was good this time almost every night. That's a lot so of So they had George Strait had 80,000, but I mean, Gwen Stefani, Marshmallow, mm. Khalid, uh, or Keith Urban, Tim McGraw, Brad Paisley, you know, they all had between six, Tim McGraw all had between 60 now- and 73,000 people every night. So you said 20 nights. Let's average 60,000. That's 1.2 million. No, it's really average probably 70,000. 1.4 really. million really... people through the doors over, yes. over the 20 Every Unreal. year. And it's uh, it's a big deal. And it's one of the biggest places that buys talent every year. Yeah, sure. And they, and they run it as such a smooth operation. Huh. And, uh, you know, I was looking here that there was a big – I don't know who made the report, but someone did. Yeah. And said that almost every county in the country – it was losing people mm-hmm. like Los Angeles, San Francisco, people New York, moving? all or- those folks are moving. Yeah. And the three places they're moving the most are Houston, Austin, and Dallas. Wow. And boy, can you tell it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Austin is just wide open. I've been going there since the seventies the and Houston. I used to live there. I mm-hmm. lived there twice actually. And uh, it's just, it's wide open. And, <laughs> and I can understand why they're going to Tennessee and Texas because there's no state income tax. Yeah, so right yeah. there you get a five percent raise right. in whatever you're doing. Right. And the and but like my friends that go to Florida, you know, a lot of people still go to Florida. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people yeah. from the Northeast, that's just where they go. If you're from Boston, New York, those kind of places, all their mothers have been sent down there, you yeah. know, and then yeah, they're yeah. and then they go eventually, whether you're Willard Scott from the Today Show <laughs> or or whoever you are, Pat you end Sajak. up if you've got money. <laughs> Sean Hannity, for example, there you, go, yeah, you yeah. end up in Naples. Yeah, that's beautiful. where a lot of them go on the west coast of Florida, because that's that's where the that's the Beverly Hills of that part of Florida. Because over there, where the old money is in Palm Beach, yeah. and Miami, that's a whole other problem. You know, I looked a little bit into uh, going to Texas years ago. My wife and I. One thing I did notice: uh, their property tax is extremely high. The real estate prices weren't bad, but the property taxes were high. But both of my kids in their twenties early and late 20s have both said the same thing yeah hey we're thinking of going to texas and i just thought boy you would never say that 50 years ago i mean nobody wanted to be in texas 50 years ago i remember my grandmother leaving a a town maybe you know it because you live there called sulfur springs and she said i never wanted to go back and i looked at well they've got a lot of you know a lot of it texas you know it's like every everywhere's got their own unique things sure they don't put in the pr manuals uh, there are dogs. Uh, here's a dog right here. Here's my dog. Hello, is, hello Loretta. You can't see her. No, the... there are uh, bugs of, of all kinds of giant bugs. ones, right? They're giant, giant bugs. Yeah. And they're sometimes snakes yeah. and just creatures and termites and just all kinds of things that a lot of people are not used to dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. the weather, if Ooh, you're, boy. you know, but I know somebody that moved from uh, outside Missoula Mm-hmm to Corpus Christi. I said, why in the world did you do that? I mean, it's, it's the weather 
is almost subtropical down there. Yeah, that's yeah. where they grow oranges and everything. It's the equivalent yeah. of going to certain places in Florida. But man, I mean, you've got immigration issues down there. You've got all kinds of stuff, but they're happy. They yeah. ran a gun range and so they can take Ooh, care of themselves. Yeah. But the crime in these cities are, is off the scale. Houston, I believe, is the murder capital of the country presently. Wow. And you wouldn't have heard Houston five years ago. It would have been somewhere back east. Well, Houston was yeah, Houston was a boom town and a murder. It was equivalent. Detroit was once the murder capital. Yeah. Houston was murder capital in the 80s. Was it? I and uh, they had it really bad in 1980 when I worked down there. Wow. 13, 14, 15 murders a weekend. Mm. Mm. And, you know, it's just, it's not without problems if you move yeah. to one of these towns. And, yeah. you know, getting things done like calling a plumber yeah. or doing whatever like that, that's hard in New York. It's hard anywhere. Try to get a service to come to your home oh, yeah. it's probably hard in spokane i mean it's it could be hard everywhere sure it is and if people really wanted to instead of going to college go learn how to fix air conditioners right. and plumbing you'll right. make more money than the equivalent college people will make right if you can weld right now if you know how to weld something boy good for you right i mean you'll, I mean, you'll but you have to that's working for a living that's true that is i mean true. those that's really working for a living too and one thing i've noticed about hotels since mm-hmm. i stayed in a bunch of them during the time now the inconsistency in what way? Uh, a lot of them are very sold out so the rates are not great yep. on the most part particularly during the week mm-hmm. uh, like for example hampton inn yeah uh, off of i-35 in austin i checked in and then i said what's the deal about you know cleaning service i wanted to know if someone's going to go in my room when i wasn't there the next day sure because i was staying two nights said oh no uh, we only clean the room if you're going to stay for a length of time every five days holy cow so that's out the window now huh they don't do uh, it it's, it was out the window during covid they yeah. weren't cleaning your room every day during covid yeah but now i think they like that because yeah, it saves them money of course yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's wow. going on and then if you stay at these i like these true hotels i've been giving them oh, yeah. a shot yeah yeah they're nice. um, kind of modern they're kind of a european takeoff uh they have big king side well in the rooms i mean i guess they have two queens in some of them yeah. but king size bed is great mm-hmm. the tv is large i really like that not some posted stamp side of television i mean a big screen that's yeah. on the wall yeah, yeah. but they don't have lamps by the bed what do they have and i said why do you do that she said what's well, european style i said well, we live in america right <laughs> uh, i mean so you wait, have you to just... go to a wall switch that's uh... often on the wrong side of the bed and it's barely a table there now, it's no more than like a foot and a half wide now this seems like a very small complaint when you throw great beds and large tvs i mean if you it got, is yeah. but i mean it's just inconvenient you know yeah, you got, yeah, yeah. You, and then it's just weird and yeah. then they don't have soap what? they use what? these squeeze bottles <laughs> oh mounted Everything's on the a wall squeeze bottle yeah, and you but... squeeze the soap to wash your hands and you squeeze this and you squeeze oh, that. I love it. You don't know what's in that squeeze oh, that's jar true. That, that, is that Herman true. or Louise has put in there. That bugged me really bad. <laughs> How about one of those? And it's just, you know, it's just all kinds of different uh, things. Yes. You know, it's just inconsistencies Let me, Jimmy, of, uh, of everything. Did any of the hotels that you stayed in have coin-operated beds that vibrated at all? No, okay. I missed those. When I was a kid, <laughs> that was the big thing. Your parents would shut you up. <laughs> If you get on the bed and they put a quarter in right. and it would shake. I never did understand what that was all about. Well, and people that don't know have any idea what we're talking about because just I can't even explain we're it. Not I mean, that old. in the Come 50s on. and 60s, they would sometimes next they would have a like a big double bed or a queen size bed. Yeah. And somehow 
What did that do? They had a shaker machine in there. I have like it was no idea how it did it, but the whole mattress shook either. back and forth. I mean, the whole thing shook. Just the whole thing <laughs> shook like you were in an earthquake for extended period yeah. of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I got Weird. an idea. I can and then you, you can't talk about travel without gas prices. Yeah, let's do it. Cheapest I saw Texas was cheaper. Yeah, three seventy was their low point. That's pretty. And good. the high point on the trip was four nineteen. That's about. I think. That's right Coast, where we are. Yeah. Okay. But three seventy. You know, that's where they make the stuff there. Yeah, so you'd boy. think it would be cheap. And it was cheaper, 370. Yeah. But let me tell you, boy, if you've got an SUV, Expedition or Yukon or any yeah, of those yeah, things, yeah. Uh, that's a 75 or 80. And if you've got a car, and there are still many of them that just use premium gas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Every time you fill up, no matter what you're doing. I've, uh, I Corvettes, have one. Uh, there's some European cars. Yeah. There I are have. some. Uh, Others, uh, you know, I can't remember all the different brands. That sometimes they only run premium. I ha we have one, Jimmy. That one of my wife's car is just premium. I paid about four nineteen for gas for my car. We're getting it at the same time. She paid five nineteen, a dollar a gallon more for the wow. high octane. So yeah, it's pricey. And then all your trucks are using diesel. Yeah, that's and good, all right? that's at five dollars. Yeah. I pretty much saw five dollars. And then mm -hmm. California. Can you imagine filling crazy. up a semi? What do they got? Two hundred gallons. Well, tour bus, a tour Ooh, bus. It's yeah, it's well over a thousand dollars every wow. time. You know, fifteen hundred every time they fill up, and it only gets six miles per gallon. Oh my gosh, that's unreal. so. And unreal. then I can't even imagine what the jets, you know, yeah, jet fuel, what sure. they're what they're burning, and they're going to raise the price of uh, of ticket. The crime. That's another issue in these cities that people are moving to with Houston, yeah. Austin. Yeah, yeah. They've all they've all defunded Austin. Defunded the police. Mm, they're boy. one of the the places that really did it. Mm. And so they disbanded the, you know, several of the special units and it's showing, I mean, mm. you know, it's showing then Beverly Hills, they've just in California, Northern California and Southern California, mm -hmm. these smash and grabs, this is unimaginable to me. Cause I used to spend a couple of days a week in Southern California for yeah. many years. Yeah, yeah. And at one forty-five in the afternoon Whew. at the 200 block of South Beverly, which is right there in the middle of Beverly Hills mm -hmm. with a lot going on. Five guys jumped out of a car in hoodies and a mask with sledgehammers. Jeez. And they started busting in the window and the doors on a luxury jewelry store. This is a weekday at 1.45 in the afternoon. In a busy part of Beverly Hills. And they weren't there very long. I don't know how you know, even if they were there for a minute. Man. They smashed and grabbed and got all kinds of jewels and watches and everything and fled in a second car. Wow. Now, I've never seen a follow-up. Because again, news agents, news people around the country, they've lost jobs here and there and they don't follow up yeah. on anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it news coverage is terrible these days on the local level and it's shrinking every day because the newspapers, you know, are virtually gone in many places and the television people are just with buckets of sand at the ocean. Yeah. You know, yeah, just yeah. trying to keep up with what's going on right then. But they got away with it. Man. No cops. I mean, it's amazing. They said that. Uh, these, uh, what do they call those rooms? Uh, panic rooms. Yeah. Panic rooms are selling as fast as they can build them Man. in Southern California. And some are as much as a million dollars because wow. they don't trust police and private security to be able to get to them. You know, I've, I've only had lived in the country far enough once to think I am the law here. So, right. And it's scary when you think that and you arm up or when you do what you got to do to protect yourself. Gun sales, they say, are out of sight they in Southern be. California. We got to get Ed back on, uh, Ed Santos, and talk to him a little bit. I know he uh, he retired, but boy, he had his finger on the pulse for a long time. One of my time. friends lived in, in uh, Beverly Hills. Yeah. And, you know, he was from Louisiana, but he had he worked for one of the networks and he had become a Beverly Hills 
you know, they, they were very, very well off. And I went through his front door of his house at the top of Beverly Hills one day. And man, if he didn't have a shotgun right there behind the front door. Wow. And there was a great guitar player named Larry Carlton. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the one that did uh, the guitar on the Rockford files and so many famous things. He was a victim of a, like a home invasion deal oh, and he was nearly killed. And he moved to Nashville after that. He said, I've had enough of Southern California, but after that, that woke up a lot of people. Sure. Sure. You know, and it's just, I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know what you do about it. And they, and my friends that are the police chiefs and mm-hmm. others have told me nearly everybody that's committing a bad crime, yeah, and not everybody, but a big percentage of them yes. are out on bail, and they're certainly uh, repeat offenders. Well, no, it, it's not the first rodeo for just about any of these people. Yeah, I, I get that, and I think about that sometimes. And I think, you know, here we are with with the defunding of the police, and then you have these people, these smash and grab, like you're talking about, or people out on parole or whatever that know there's no consequence. So why? You've already done it your whole life. Why not throw a couple more? Yeah, go on YouTube, and they're yeah. always showing these yeah. car chases. Oh, there was one yeah. in Minnesota the other night, and it ended in a gas station where the cops were running all around. They're scared to run into these people because they don't want to get sued. Right. But right, you're also right. risking all these people's lives because sure. you're not stopping them. Yeah. But then they yeah. jump out of the car, and everybody's chasing them, mm-hmm. and it's just ridiculous. And you, and you don't. In the old West, you know what they would do if yes, they were you, running. Yeah, you do. They'd just be extinguished, you know, yeah. right there. But obviously, in a civilized society, we don't do that. Is it a but civilized society, Jimmy, really? I mean, when they're doing I don't think it is, but I don't that's either. what we think it either. is. And that's the rules we play by now. Yeah, I guess. I guess. You know, I mean, the cops are scared to do anything. Yeah, that's Because they don't want to get sued and, yeah. and, and canceled and all the things like that. But, yeah. you know, on the other hand, you know, you got a lot of states that are passing these uh, okay to carry guns in your car and on yeah. your person without even a license in some cases amazing. or permit. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. And, uh, but I guarantee you, you start using that in a lot of places and you know, it's, I don't know what you do. I mean, I, I think we're know, in a I, real I, big question mark on all that. I agree with you. And I, and, and down along the same line, you're talking about people using them and just uh, cutting loose and using them. We're going down a legal Avenue. That's going to tie people up in court for a long, long oh, time. Oh yeah. You, you know, know, and, and the whole thing is it did. I don't even want to go into it yeah, really, even long, on here, another day, but yeah. you know, people are buying a gun now called the judge you heard about these oh i've seen it in person yeah it shoots like a 410 shotgun shotgun shell shell and something else but it's a pistol i don't know i mean i think a lot of times you're going to end up shooting yourself if you're you know you're in one of the unless you really know what you're doing yeah it's like firefighting and and things like that it's just it's not for rookies yeah i agree i think if you're people that are highly trained and situationally aware and cool under fire yeah it's like these folks over in ukraine that okay i'm a insurance salesman and i'm a fashion model but give me an ak-47 with two days training and i'm gonna go fight the russians and it sounds great in the movies in theory probably not so good i i would agree with you and i have done i've done the classes i've gone and taken the classes for uh for pistol firearm for uh yeah. AR firearms. I've done that. It's not as easy as you think it is. You can watch a movie and go, oh, yeah, I can I could do that. But when you actually, you've done it, we've done it together, doing that uh, fully automatic yeah. with Ted, that 45. That thing lifted up on him. He couldn't aim it for his life because it was just pushing him back, you know. So I think you're right on there. I think if you're going to do that, you better get the training to know what you're doing. Well, I've always told people that, you know, if you're going to do something like that, Get a pump shotgun. Yeah, that's a good. And good then advice. pump it one time, and that should scare the person. You want to get the person. You don't want to get confront 
a person in a mask and a hoodie running right. towards you while you're trying to get your act together and cock the gun or do something like that. Yeah. You want to let them, you want to have them, you want that 16 or 12 gauge shotgun pump is one of the better weapons without ever firing a shot. I'll even throw most on, of them know what that means. Yeah, um, I'll even go one step further and say, without even getting a gun, another great deterrent. And I know this from the guys in the force that I know locally police force that are canine handlers is a dog. A dog is a great yeah. deterrent. Doesn't even matter how big the dog is. Just one that barks and lets people know, hey, there's somebody in here. Somebody's coming in. And sometimes they'll leave just because of that. And there's a whole lot of difference taking an EMT class and coming up on somebody that's had a heart attack. Yeah, yeah uh, It's just, you know, until you've done it where it's yeah, where it's second nature, you don't need to be doing it because it just, you, you just, it just, you've got to be, it's really, it's like being on television you know, it's, it's something that you do, you get more comfortable with it yeah, as you yeah, do sure. it, yeah. but it's no, you can only read about it and take so many classes at some point. Yeah. And it's not any good. I would agree hundred percent. But you know, again, we're at, we're at this unknown point with the biggest story, two biggest stories in the world. All right. The Hit Ukraine, it. where's that going? Where, where's the end point of that? You don't know what to believe. Some people make it look like Putin is retreating or he's going to settle for this, that, and the other. I hope that's true. And then the other thing, and I've seen it in the past week. And I mean, people don't, I mean, I know that nobody where I went in Louisiana, Texas, Mississippi, or Alabama have anything to do with COVID. It's gone as far as they're concerned. But in the past week, you've seen Apple stores start to close in New York. Say what you want to about that. Mm -hmm. You've seen um, the, Several people that can't go to the Oscars in this past weekend because they've got it. Uh, President Obama had it. Jen Psaki had it. Hillary Clinton had it. Uh, a bunch of people in England. I don't know. There's something out there going on. Yeah. But again, we don't want to hear about that uh, anymore. So we're pretty much not listening. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think everybody's gotten to the max level, the saturated solution. So, where yeah, they if just it's going to knock me down, anymore. knock me down. I just can't hear it anymore. Yeah, I think you're you're right on that. A hundred percent on that as well. And I don't know, you know, I just back to Ukraine for one second. I don't know. I feel like Putin's constantly everything, every quote that I see or comes out that he says something, I feel like it's trying to draw the U.S. in. I feel like there's a play every time. I feel like it's also the the news coverage. Mm -hmm. You cannot watch this without just either getting some people get angry yeah or just getting terribly sad or it's the most scared. pitiful thing yeah. yeah uh scared i mean mm-hmm. it's all negative emotion and yeah. i still don't know that everybody wants to jump out of a plane and go fight the russians but right you, you just feel so bad for these people and yeah, the, I do. And I the do. children and all that stuff it's just it's one of the worst things we've seen but some people just say it was worse in some other places we just didn't see it you know, the that. reason we got out of Vietnam is because Walter Cronkite and others started to bring that war into our homes. Yeah. And we didn't like what we saw very much. Wow. You just nailed it. I mean, I think you really did nail it because right now social media has got a direct path. It's like an IV to everybody. Right. Yeah. And, and so we're getting this force fed. And of course, when you see that kind of thing, it does make you sad. It makes you angry. It makes you scared. All the things you said but there's no stopping it. It's an, it's an IV coming straight into it. And back at World War II, uh, or even going to Vietnam or some of that, we didn't have that direct shot. Mm-mm. So we had to get You it. heard it in World War yeah, II. You rarely yeah. saw it. Yeah. And it was delayed when you did see it, and you saw it on newsreels in a movie theater. Right, sure. But it's not like watching it on a live basis 
uh, you know, as we did a little bit, the Iraq wars, we heard a little bit of that mm -hmm. and saw some of that, but not like this. No, this is the first social media war we've ever had. I, I agree with you hundred percent. Well, Jimmy, we got to wrap things up. Uh, welcome right. back. I'm glad you made it. The trip was great. I got to ask you before we go, what was your favorite? I mean, you went to the rodeo 20 nights, 1.4 million people, all kinds of performers. What was your favorite show? I enjoyed, uh, actually riding in a car in an SUV out to the middle of NRG stadium with Brad Paisley. Yeah. Yeah. And he said to me, once you get out with my guitar and fool everybody, I said, <laughs> no, I don't think we're going to do that tonight. <laughs> and then he got out and there he was 72,000 people screaming. Oh, and hollering. I, and I waited for a minute to bring the spotlight to move off tell, before I got out of the car. Tell Brad but, that yeah, you would have yeah. been pelted with oranges. I, <laughs> they would have thrown oranges yes. at you. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not listening. I've never heard 72,000 people boo. Some football <laughs> players have, you know, but I no, I don't it. really want to do that. I love it. Well, that's going to do it for us this week on Sweeping the Country. Make sure you check in with AskJimmyCarter.com. If you want to email, you can do that. You can watch YouTube videos. I think, if I'm not mistaken, our vault interview this week is going to be Sharon Stone. Is that right, Jimmy? I think so. All right, so make sure you tune in for that. You can always hit me at WalkerDerek.com. Until next time on Sweeping the Country, good day. Good day.